Hello, hi everyone. Uh, this is Jacob Fatung, uh, the host of Doors Within Us podcast. Um, this is uh, our uh, we're continuing our collaboration with the African Diaspora Network, um, interviewing the amazing builders of Africa, future of Africa's future. And uh, I'm really honored and, and humbled to have with me Dr. Ashimbi Ways Ashimbi Prosper. I hope I pronounced that name right. Um, uh, you, yeah, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm from Africa, man. I need to, you know, I need to get this. This right, but Dr. Prosper is um, just an incredible, uh, from his profile and what I've read about him, uh, Dr. Prosper is such an incredible individual and entrepreneur who's trying to make a difference uh, through um, the company he's building on the continent. And uh, there's so much we can learn from him uh, on this episode. And as I continue to profile this amazing entrepreneurs, the goal is to make sure that people can learn about the stories and just get to know more about, you know, the, the, the impact that that creates on the continent. And get to know their human story, right? Because uh, with the African Diaspora Network, they're trying to build, um, they're getting the support to build great companies, but uh, there's always great people behind great companies. So Dr. Prosper, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Jacob. Uh, it's a pleasure. My name is uh, Dr. Prosper Hembisibwe. And yes, I hail from Uganda, East Africa. Yes, I love Uganda. Go ahead. You're most welcome. Uh, you're always welcome to visit Uganda. Uh, very, we are called the Pearl of Africa. I, I, I think for that reason, because we, are, we have a very good weather, we have a very good uh, nature uh, when you go checking out the national parks, the landscapes, the scenes. So the scenery is actually one of the best in in the world. Definitely. So you're you're welcome to visit. Yes. Yes. So Dr. Prosper, sorry, I I kind of talked over you. I I've been to Uganda in 20, uh, 2019. 2019. Yeah, I think twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen. I loved it. I loved it. Just wanted to to tell you that uh, Uganda is. Sometimes consider my second home. So I've been to Kampala, Bambara, a great, great country. So um, uh, I'll come visit. Yeah, you, you must have experienced it very well. <laughs> That's why I love the nature. But anyway, please, uh, yeah. go ahead. Um, thanks again for your introduction. Can you just tell, uh, tell the audience and us about, you know, um, how, how you grew up in Uganda? How was it like? Um, how was your experience like? Uh, well, I grew up uh, as a, as a man from uh, Kanungu, uh, from a, a very peasant background. That is uh, uh, Kanungu is found in the southwestern part of Uganda, which is uh, which borders the Democratic Republic of Congo. So I grew up in a family that was very extended. So I remember uh, going to see my granny when I was little. I I have those phone, you know, those phone memories with her. She's still alive, and we used to do a lot of storytelling, folkware, folk folk telling, uh, and uh, I also had to mingle with my other cousins who are from my daddy's brothers and sisters. So it was quite a, a very it was a quite a family, and uh, very playful also at the time, playful. So we played a couple of games uh, that were some of them local, some of them were uh, were uh, I mean were uh, for example you you, you get uh, uh, you draw certain patterns on uh, 
on the ground, you draw certain boxes on the ground, and then you jump after throwing a certain piece of bead. Yes. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, it's it's called if it's called differently in different African uh, cultures, but I enjoyed those growing up. Yes. Then from my primary, I went to a primary school in Kanungu still, so I enjoyed the, uh, the, the, the you know just being around home and being taken care of and mixing with the extended family. So for me, those were like uh, really good memories that I that I still have. Yeah. And um, so I moved from one primary school to another. I sort of when I would get become number one in a, in a, in, a, in a class in the school. <laughs> they would like, oh no no no, you need a new challenge. You need a new challenge. So <laughs> I enjoyed. I moved to about two schools for my primary and finished. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a Catholic school, so I I got very good values around discipline, around uh, hard work, yeah, around determination. So those were fo- foundational values for me that uh, I still have up to now. That's amazing. Um, one thing that I have to bring up, the game you're talking about, the, the ones you draw on the box, we also have it in Cameroon. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> that's thanks, thanks for sharing that. And I think that was, uh, kind of reminds us how you know, some simple things are, are good in life, just having uh, um, things that we can just be creative about. And as young kids, we do that a lot in Africa. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we don't have tech, tech. I mean, sometimes we don't have computers or Xbox or you know all those things, but we actually have fun doing the very. <laughs> we do. <laughs> do have fun. Yeah, but I was able to get my first email address in. Uh, I think in my primary six. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wouldn't like access a computer anytime. Like the time that I wanted, I would have to wait until like every couple of maybe every three months visit my uncle who was at at a time. At a facility that had given him a laptop, so uh, that's how I also go to introduce to modern music and and uh, R. Kelly, Sean Paul, and all that. <laughs> they, they had they <laughs> through, through that, yeah. That's incredible. Um, thanks for sharing that. And so, once you left primary school, so I'm assuming you went to primary school in your hometown, or were you um, right around where you grew up, right? As you mentioned earlier, from where I grew, it's still the same district, but uh, yeah. it was it was the same home area, but the same same district, not yeah. same home area. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And then you transitioned into um, so did you go to secondary school, boarding secondary school? How was same district, or did you have to move somewhere for your secondary school? I moved. Yeah. So the transition for me happened when uh, I had to move from. Uh, from secondary school, I had to move from Kanungu mm-hmm. to one of the best uh, secondary schools at the time mm-hmm. in, in the capital city. Mm-hmm. So that, that, of course, had its own transition and challenge. Uh, <laughs> meeting new kids, new culture. These were kids from all these different corners of, of, of Uganda with different you know, attitudes and experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a bit challenging for me. Uh, there was, uh, I was, I, I remember I was, I was slightly, you know, bullied a bit because of where I was coming from. So in 2001, there was a cult of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of religion that was uh, promising people to go to heaven. So mm-hmm. people would sell whatever they have, join a church mm-hmm. with a promise that they're going to heaven. So it, it was called, it was, it was a church in Kanungu and people were burnt mm-hmm. in, two, in 2001. 
because of because, actually in the year 2000 i think the year 2000 mm. Mm. were banned because of uh, uh, the, 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 the person couldn't provide an explanation why they were still alive yet they had paid all they could so it was he was banned the, the main guy who banned them was called chiguetere you should check out the story so it people asking me how i survived so i felt a bit uh drawn back that that you know my home district was associated with such an inferno mm-hmm. or such a story mm-hmm. and um it was a bit sad but i felt like uh, i didn't feel good about it so i was a bit taken back uh, by that story mm-hmm. so through my high school i think i became pretty much focused on my work you yep. know work uh, in class yep. played a few sports here and there Mm. But I was more into math. So mm. I joined, there was a math teacher who enrolled me for math contest. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found my initial, you know, like I enjoyed doing math contest at, at the time. That's and I remember uh, uh, getting good grades, getting, actually in my senior year, I was, I was top of the country mm. in my O-level, ordinary level. So I was, I was pretty, pretty much very much proud. Yes. Though, of course, I had my share of disappointment with it as well. Uh, that I was supposed to represent the country at the Olympics and that didn't happen. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So it was um, a sweet, sad story. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, from then I was able to, so along that line, along along that direction, I was trying to develop my, I have always wanted to do something that impacts people directly. Yep. Uh, getting it from my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom is a midwife, but my, oh, oh, my dad is a, uh, is now a director at a tea factory, but he was previously a tea farmer and a leaf officer mm-hmm. at the same tea factory. So I I saw how she touched, you know, pregnant mothers would come home and they would deliver and they would go home with with a baby and smiles and and uh, they would really be happy. So I felt like I needed to do something, and that what pushed me to towards medical school. Yeah. So by pretty much senior five, senior six, which is advanced level uh, school, yep. I pretty much knew that I wanted to become a medical doctor. Yep. Yep. And uh, yes, so I had to pursue that for my LA, and I was glad that I, I actually was able to achieve it. You know, uh, thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, I, I see a lot of similarities in your story and uh, just, uh, no, um, uh, um, many Africans, uh, not many, but you know, most of the Africans I know from Cameroon, it's a very similar um, experience. And and by the way, I knew you, you look like someone who's going to be the first in the country. Just your, you know, you have that smart face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, have oh. that, you just have that smart, you know, highly intellectual face. Um, um, and, and Thank you, you know, for that compliment. For sure. And I mean, even though you didn't make the Mad Olympics, you're now a builder for Africa's future, and you're representing Uganda yeah. on the on the yeah. global stage. You know, so uh, God has a way to make things, you know, uh, come at the right time. So, um, and what you said. Um, so I think so. When you you decide to be a doctor, did you what uh, university? I know there's there's some great universities in in Kampala. Um, I know Makerere. Makerere. Oh yeah. So so I went to Makerere, which is one of the <laughs> which is the best. <laughs> the best ah. of the top 
top public private uh, top public university, but it's also the best in the country because of its heritage and the research, the kind of research that it does and the kind of faculty that it has. Mm-hmm. So I, I joined McKay University for my Bachelor's of Medicine and Surgery. Yes. And while I was there, it was also another, uh, I would say, a roller cost of, of experience because when I joined, I did not become, uh, I, was, I wasn't totally focused on my academic as the means to the end. Mm-hmm. I recognize that you can actually create, start creating impact outside of the class. Yep. Yep. And I think for me, that was like one of the driving factors that I did. So I joined an organization. So we do community outreaches. We do, uh, for example, there is a, there is a, there is a, there is a, mark, there's a slum that is between the university and Lago hospital. If you come to, it's still that it's called Katanga slum. So you'd find people from this, you know, uh, uh, from this slum, would present hospital with uh, actually diarrhea diseases. Uh, they were sick, and yet there were doctors nearby. And I, I figured out that you know by you know talking to them about how you, for example, can do hand washing. I think we all know how that has been important in COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So just go choose a weekend and just go through how you can do hand washing quite well. And uh, and we would actually measure the impact uh, of of the behavior change and maybe disease uh, uh, prevalence and we'd see that is actually there's a positive trend yeah. in terms of what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I I became involved into that I became into, I became involved into leadership. I was a, a guild representative on council for my school of medicine on the student guild. So. Uh, at the, at the time, it meant I had to air what the view, you know the challenges that they had to the guild council, so that they would find solutions for them. Uh, I also did some work around uh, research and writing with the Research and Writers Club of uh, Macquarie University College of Health Sciences. So it was uh, we published here the so we're publishing medical research produced by medical students. And we produced the 48th edition of mm. of, uh, of of this of this of the medical journal that was uh, one of the flagship projects or one of the I would say flagship uh, projects of the of the college, especially as a pro, as a produce of, of as a product or a produce of students. So That's it was for me that place. Uh, I I pretty much enjoyed that, and of course academically going through. Uh, the clinical years, the preclinical years, learning so much about the human body and how you as a doctor uh, are supposed to provide solace and interventions to the human body, whether it is ailing, depending on which part it is. Uh, uh, so for me, it was, uh, it was, yeah, so it comes to the point when we were actually graduating from medical school, and that's when we founded our company. Mm. That's, yeah, that's... But before that, before that, it was learning all these little skills that you need to, you know, to have. Exactly. How do you craft a presentation? How do you talk to people? How do you create a? How do you create? How do you socialize? Yeah. How do you create formidable networks that of people that can support you? So all this through all these activities were, you know, putting adding something to my CV that I could actually use to uh to for example bring forward to my company in my founder so um 
uh, I would say for me, uh, I have, from then, the, the lens of approaching life as seeing it from a lens of impact, mm-hmm. how it transforming people's lives, started, was very, was very, was crystallized uh, around in my university days, in my undergraduate days, days at, uh, at the university. That's, that's, um, it's like you're laying the foundation, you know, that, you know, led you to the, the India fascinating company, MScan. Um, and mm. it, it sounded like you didn't study like the schoolwork, you were doing startups. And, <laughs> <then> it <dropped>. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did. I did graduate. Did you, I, did you, you did? I, I did finish uh, my university. <laughs> I did enjoy the kind of work. I did enjoy school work as well. It is. But uh, uh, it, it was not very... Interesting. It, wasn't, it was still interesting, but there were, there were other competing interests. <laughs> Extracurricular activities were competing with my, yeah, with my academic work. But I still managed to complete it. In in uh, in in the time that I was supposed to complete, actually, certainly, certainly. and with, with 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 good grades as well. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's I mean, you 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 know, even just reading, uh, looking at your profile and stuff, you know, you you you, you it sounds like you can you can do many things at the same time. You can do it really well. Um, and uh, I think that's something that just I'm very proud. You know, just just hearing your story and and you can definitely be a mentor for many young uh, Africans. And people around the world, not just for Africans, but I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad to meet you, uh, an entrepreneur like you. That is just brilliant. So thank you. Thanks for your work. You're, you're an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm humbled by by those those kind words. You deserve it. You deserve it. Um, a, a good transition now. So can you just tell us about Mstan? Um, how it came together. I've done business in Uganda. I know it's not easy. It's not easy to even start registering no, uh, a company. But uh, can you just please share with us what MScan does and how you how this idea? Uh, you have mentioned a little bit about how you you know you, you started, but how did you consider the idea? And you know, and uh, just tell us what what is about, and we can go into partnerships and all that. Oh, so for me, MScan started when we were posted. In different parts of the country, so there's a, a medical program in, in medical school where you're posted across the country. Yep. So we realized that mothers were dying from complications of pregnancies, of, pre- of pregnancy that would actually be detected early by ultrasound. And the challenge was, these uh, the big machines couldn't be maneuvered in these rural areas. Yeah. They were power intensive uh, that you know you couldn't, especially for areas that didn't have electricity. So these these were barriers to them accessing ultrasound. That was that was very key a, a key diagnostic tool in pregnancy. So we figured we needed when we came together when we came back to Kampala, we're a team of four of three. Uh, we figured we could uh, come together and provide a solution. So we we. We, we put together MScan, which is a portable version, uh, a portable ultrasound solution that can work on a tablet phone to provide healthcare, uh, especially uh, diagnostic capacity to pregnant mothers in their antenatal. So that's how the MScan was born. 
And uh, the team later found we needed a, a technology lead. So we, we recruited another technology lead as a founder. So we became four. Uh, the, the rest of the three are medical students. I'm a medical doctor. Mm. The other two are medical radiographers. Yeah, who have, yeah, so it was a diverse team with a very, uh, with, uh, with, with skill sets that were different that we pulled together and formed MSCAN Uganda. So that's how MSCAN came together. Uh, we, we were lucky that we applied through uh, uh, an accelerator program here that was offering money and, and some mentorship to kickstart you know, ideas that were around maternal, maternal health. Yep. And we're lucky that our idea actually made it through. Yep. So uh, when we did so, we got our first seed funding that of about 10,000 US dollars. That was in 2017. Um, that got us our first, it moved us from our first uh, prototype to our first minimum viable product. Yes, uh, we were able to work with a with a, one of the top technology uh, and industrial hubs here in Uganda, which is a, which is called Uganda Industrial Research Institute. Mm -hmm. That was able to uh, shape us, you know, to, to provide our first prototype that was our first minimum viable product. Yep. That was actually producing scans mm -hmm. for for mothers. Mm -hmm. So. That's that's how MScan has uh, the journey of its inception, and that was in a period of about six months. That's how accelerated our, our program had to be. That's so it was really intense. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah, that's... yeah, but yeah. yeah, but moving from there to you know, like uh, the next you no know, milestones, making sure there's 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 money for for more product product development for that for the you know for that for MScan. It was good. It was a tag of war, I have to say. It was a tag of war. <laughs> and I think um, just with the community you have at African Diaspora Network, um, I'm sure there is um, there is some clarity, but hopefully, um, and hopefully, and I think, hopefully, I think certainly some support that can come to really get that into the hands of other doctors or, you know, to be administered to the women in, in remote areas. So, I think you're on the, you're definitely on the right track, and I, I and I know from a year a year from now, um, different amazing stories will be told uh, for the, the the product you're building. Um, but thanks very much for sharing that. I think within those six months, just to piggyback, how was your how did your co-founders, you know, did the medical students, how did they guide or just how can you just share a little bit about your co-founders and maybe um, how they together you guys went through the, the difficult times. You mentioned something that, you know, uh, getting that to a minimal viable product was a, was a talk of war. Uh, can you just share a little bit about that? Because one thing that I always want to, hopefully people can, we can all learn from is just the struggles that people go through and not just the, 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 the rings and the, and the awards that we get, you know, behind those things are, are struggles. So if you don't mind sharing one struggle, that you and your co-founder experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think the, getting the co-founders, I think that conversation was a very uh, like choosing who comes onto the team. Yes, was a, was a not an easy conversation because we understand that 
actually startups can die due to the type of uh, the num the type of co-founders the kind of dynamics the team dynamics that are there so we, for us we had to be sure that this is for example me and one of the other co-founder would work together in Rotaract which is a uh, which is under Rotary International so it is a space where young people can provide and serve other communities by through 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 actions of of, of either maybe, maybe an outreach or giving away scholastic materials, teaching kids educational uh, skills. So w- there was some bonding between some of the uh, of, of, of the co-founders that that had happened before the inception of MScan. So that was one of the criteria that were we at least understood each other. Uh, the challenge was, uh, I think one of the biggest challenge was funds. And uh, uh, and uh, the second was mentorship. The, th- the third was also finding the right kind of resources that we need for a product like ours. And to, uh, as, we, uh, and, and to as we move forward, we found that we really were working in a high niche that had... Uh, a lot of demand in terms of technology. So we really needed to find people who understood the kind of product we're trying to build, which was ultrasound That's in right. Uganda. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was an uphill task. Mm. So the first one uh, that I talked about funding was, uh, I remember the first day we, we won, we were given a check, a dummy check of 10,000 US dollars. But like some of us didn't have rent that day, like for the next month. So it was those hard grinding times of an entrepreneur, you know, when you're running a company from scratch and all you have is a dummy check and uh, you don't have your rent covered for the next month. Uh, you can imagine uh, how that should have been. It was, uh, it was, it was not, it was not good. <laughs> it was so funny. it was funding for ourselves as how do we keep, Souls like you know running as as people as human beings, yeah. Yes. But also keep the company running as well, making sure that we hit the next milestone. Exactly. And like I mentioned, like earlier in the podcast, it was about how do we raise more money for for making our product much better, for making sure that the product, the MScan probe that we're bringing to mothers, provides the, is, is of the same quality, provides the, the best service for pregnant mothers even as comparatively uh, with the big ultrasound machines. So uh, for us, it was uh, it was something that we had to really think about in a space where there is no there are no venture cap- capitalists around Uganda, maybe a couple of angel investors. Uh, so we had to really figure out what kind of partnerships we needed to to to, to move forward and to propel us forward. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It was not. Uh, it was. Uh, it, I would say it was a rumble in the jungle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, thanks for sharing. I, I think you know we don't want to glorify failure, but we. I think one of the things that people can learn is that it's not an easy journey, and it's not for the faint-hearted. But at the same time, to um, you know, you look at successful entrepreneurs, and you you want to stick to the success of the story, but. Some of, I mean, almost always, we, there are some difficult times that it doesn't necessarily have to be 
that difficult, extreme difficult, but just have to embrace yourself that things will always go as expected. And I appreciate the fact that you shared that behind the scene experience. Um, and it's truly humbling yeah. uh, to see. Um, so for milestones, talking about my milestones, what is your, what are you guys thinking about in the next year or the next six months, if I may ask, or the next year as you guys continue to build MSCAD uh, in Uganda? Well, I would, I would once again want to thank the Builders of Africa, you know, you know Builders of Africa's Future and the program, yes. uh, which is, of course, hosted by the African Diaspora Network for giving us this platform to air out our stories and conversations, and you as well, Jacob, Thanks. for that. Uh, so I, I think that uh, for the next it, for the next maybe five years, if I'm to put it to, to, to that, we're looking at uh, doing about carrying out about five million scans for pregnant mothers uh, who would never have access, accessed those ultrasound, ultrasound scans. And uh, so far, we've carried about one thousand and six hundred and two. Six one thousand six hundred and twenty uh, scans so far. Yes. So uh, yes. so, but that is on the side of the social impact. Yes. On the impact side. Eh? Yes. So we want to do five million ultrasound scans, also no grams. Mm. But we are looking at uh, on the impact on this on the business side, which which of course uh, I would also want to thank the Africa Diaspora Network through the. For being particular on developing our business fundamentals, social uh, bookkeeping, uh, a lot of things that are in there that are very helpful to build a sustainable business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at growing our revenue and our profit, okay. yeah, yes. through setting uh, the direct sale of uh, our MScan probes uh, through very many channels. It can be a distributorship channel. It can be a director through uh, uh, through a one-off with a with a hospital. Mm-hmm. So I I believe for me we're looking at how do we become self-sustainable mm-hmm. as a company because uh, I had one of my in the previous conversations that you had uh, someone was talking about don't fatigue. Yeah. Uh, one of the the, the the builders of Africa cohort, uh, Africa, Africa's future cohort, person. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about how do we uh, build a, a self-sustaining business that's able to uh, go against the the the, the obstacles and uh, the bumps and uh, uh, the roadblocks of of time. Uh, in terms of of, of 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 having a very successful business exactly 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 yes. and, uh, i'm really excited i'm really excited i think you know there'll always be bumps on the way but it sounds like a very exciting plan and and thank you thanks for doing what you're doing it's not an easy task and it's changing lives actually you know saving lives so um i'm really excited to be a part of your journey i think there's a lot we're going to learn from you um in this past in the next two months three six ten ten years i'm really excited for 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 everything you're doing it's just inspiring i'm going now into inspiration um you know entrepreneurship is um in africa has this unique challenges and the one thing that we always um 
we always we always struggle to really break through, um, come with products or even have something that is sustainable. Um, just from your experience so far and how you have been building this uh, great company, can you just please share any words of advice or any um, um, lessons you have learned as a as an entrepreneur to young Africans out there, uh, other Africans in diaspora, uh, which you know we get comfortable with jobs here. Uh, and we don't want to come back and support, even partner, collaborate with people like you who are doing great work, or even the Africans in Uganda, uh, Ugandans or Africans as a whole, the continent. What are some of the lessons and advice you can share with them and say, um, um, this is how it works and you should consider this. And also, you know, it's not that it's not that bad if, if you can encourage them to, <laughs> to get into um, to this space. Do you have any lessons learned you love to share or any advice you love to share with Africans out there or Africans, uh, Ugandans or you know, Africans across the continent? Um, well, I think in terms of lessons that I would want to share about, uh, about you know, my journey as an entrepreneur, I think one is always believe in yourself, okay? Because there are going to be times when you're tested as an entrepreneur. And uh, you can't figure out really uh, the way forward until, you know, you have, you, you, you need that internal kick that you get from yourself. So, uh, and I figured that the first, probably the first maybe couple of months into a business of an entrepreneur, uh, the first couple of, you know, uh, t- you know, maybe three months, you have to really figure out yourself and, and your skill sets and what you bring to the organ to, to your startup, yeah. So if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't know that you at the core of who you are are certain skills that you bring to an organization, it's going to be really pretty much tough for you as a as a, as an entrepreneur, if I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, other other. Lessons that I think I, I, I have found is to really reach out, to have the courage to reach out to other people, especially who have more experience than you, to seek help. Mm. Because sometimes we think we we have our own baby as an entrepreneur, as, as a startup that we don't want other people to participate in. We don't, we don't seek advice because we think we know it all because this is our idea. And yet that is not the case. Yep. There, are, there are other loopholes, there are other perspectives and angles that other people have that you could actually need as an entrepreneur. So you have to have the courage to seek out for, for advice or for help. Exactly, exactly. I love yes. the last point. It's very important. I think we sometimes we hold the idea and say, oh, this is not something that uh, proprietary data uh, 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 but you know the, the the power of sharing and sharing with the right people to which you are already surrounded by the Africa diaspora network goes a long way. You actually you, know, you become you you get so uh, grounded in good information that can really make a difference. So uh, I I a hundred percent co-sign that advice. One thing that um, I I really love uh, for Africans in diaspora the Africans in diaspora network leaders of Africa feature guess is uh just to give me a sense of um what you think um you want your your legacy to be um you're a very young man i know you have 
you know, eighty more years. So it doesn't sound like you know. It's but just like from what you're building, right? There's something great in there, right? And I, I I'm curious, like, how do you think you want Mscan to be in the next twenty, thirty years, or perhaps just you? Like, how do you want people to see your work, and uh, and how do you want people to believe it, that it is possible to transform the healthcare system in Uganda, especially in rural areas? I think. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? And if you have any thoughts, please, can you just share with, with, with the audience, uh, all those people listening across the world, uh, how you think about the, uh, uh, what you want to leave uh, here, or even what you're trying to build now. I think your legacy has already started. You're, you're just an amazing, powerful, and inspirational entrepreneur. Um, can you just tell us uh, what, what, you, what are your thoughts on how you want people to think about your work? And, appreciate the work you're doing. Uh, th- thank you very much, Jacob. That's a very powerful question because not, not a lot of, and you know it's powerful because not a lot of people think about it in the, in the course of their leadership journey because I also consider myself as a leader. Yep. I'm a leader, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an innovator, I'm a medical doctor. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so uh, those those questions that make you think they give you a sense of you know interest introspection as a person who as who you are and what kind of work that you do what you stand for. I think those are very powerful questions. A lot of people don't uh, do that, but I've been fortunate to have been a part of a leadership institute and fellowship uh, where these questions have been put forward to they're put in front of our eyes and we've had to to answer this question. So I think I would want to be, uh, I would want to have the legacy or, you know, being a, you know, in a space, you know, where I'm remembered as a doctor who created, who, who, cre- who touched, who touched people's lives and shaped a very healthy and happy Africa. I think for me, that would be one of those legacies that I look out for. And I'm trying very much to, to, to actually move in and uh, find out uh, uh, what that means for me. I'm trying to break it down to uh, projects, to activities, to partnerships, yep. yeah, yep. Uh, to make to making that a reality. That is what I would want to be uh, remembered for as as my legacy. Uh, I yeah, think, I think you're already doing. Your legacy has already been written. It's, you're start, you've started with chapter two, three, four, um, um, because um, I, I just love, I just love your, your, your mind, your mind, your mind, and your mindset. How you're building this company, being part of this amazing uh, program, and I can tell. You know, you know. Sometimes you can tell just how the person composes themselves, how the person thinks about answers. You can tell this process is meant for great things. So um, I'm really excited um, to get to know you, for the audience to get to know you and for sharing your story here because I think this is the beginning of many things to come. Um, the future looks really, really, really amazing uh, for you. <laughs> for you and all the Africa, the builders of Africa's future. So um, thank you so much, Prosper. And I have, I have a curious question. Um, about uh, Uganda, uh, do all Ugandans like matoke? Yeah, no, some do. It depends. <laughs> mostly from the central and the western part of the country, they do love matoke. Yes, they do. Well, what What is your favorite uh, 
Ugandan uh, cuisine? Dish, eh? So my favorite is uh, matoke, mm. rice, mm. sweet potato, and fish in ginnats. I have to, I'm gonna buy you make me buy a ticket right now to come to Uganda, man. That was that's something else. That is something else. Um no, thank you so much. And uh I'll I will um no we're excited about you. We are we we we're looking forward to seeing you as you go through the program and also after the program. And I'm gonna be watching you, man. You're gonna come again on the podcast once you get a million uh, a million uh, a million scans want to raise more money uh, want to expand uh, always be a delight to have you back on the podcast to share your milestones so um, mm. Dr. Prosper I apologize I didn't pronounce your your, your first name right Ahimbisibwe it's called Ahimbisibwe 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 yes Ahimbisibwe yes Ahimbisibwe Ahimbisibwe that's a very yes. powerful name that's like a president. Thank you. That's president right there. That's a song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It means let his name be praised. It's a local name in, in Bachiga, meaning yeah. let his name be praised. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. And you are praising his name. You are praising his name. This is great. great Thank work. you. Thank you. I try my best. I try my best to do so. Okay. But thank you very much for your kind words. Thank you for this interview I had. I uh I had a very great time, you know, sharing with you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for giving us an, a sneak peek of the background of the nature of Uganda. You know, for people to... Also <laughs> <laughs> the birds. I, I hope you can hear some of the birds. I do hear the birds. I was like, man, you're living in nature right here, you know, trying to create nature. We're trying to create it, but you're living, you're living in it. <laughs> I am, but... <laughs> okay. Thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your we- uh, weekend. Uh, I think weekend is about to start. And uh, to all our listeners, yeah. Dr. Prosper, based in Uganda, builders of Africa's future, uh, this is our fit guest. And um, check out MScan. And there's more, um, we'll have more episodes coming out just to share his work. So uh, thank you so much. And um, we're looking forward to seeing the great work you do. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone.